Yeah, we're gonna be twinning. Oh my god. So tell me when you're all nice and in bed and ready for a bedtime story. I'm ready. I'm laying down. Me and my teddy bear are cuddling. He's Big Spoon. <laughs> this is really gonna be a test of if I can um actually write confidently. Um and write like in a good way. Also, if I can just like read this without going, oh I need to fix all this. What I do when I'm reading someone my writing, I will fix it as I go. Yeah, that's what I usually do. Also, I should mention that like basically all of this was written um either while I was in the bathroom um or when I was like half asleep. It has been written that's just very inconsistently. That's what you're most creative. It is, but I'm also a little stupid. Like oh, I remember when I was writing some of it and I went back and I like checked over little bits and pieces, I went, huh, wow, I really messed up like all of my grammar and spelling. Alright, well, are you Ooh, ready? You yes, I'm ready. Does my voice sound sultry? I this is what made me develop a voice kick totally. Go on, sir. <laughs> uh, so it is Titanfall 2 related it is uh, like OC shit yeah. so you're not gonna understand it and even people oh, that no. are into Titanfall 2 are probably gonna, not gonna understand it and I believe with almost all certainty that Aiden. There's probably a lot of Macy's in this. Alright, I know I'm delaying. Aiden, I'm I got, fucking stalling. No, I got a, I got a suggestion. One mm. day, I want you to write a completely new story. Like, that doesn't relate to any of your things. And I want to see if anyone can comprehend that. <laughs> I, I just want to see. I do that already. Um, Like, with my medieval stuff, I have a medieval universe that which it, or It still has, like, basically no lore. There's, like, a tiny bit, but it's, like, nothing. Oh, you checklist on? Okay, 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 okay. I'm, I keep saying, I'm like, ah, oh, you ready, you ready? And then I I'm go ready. on a tangent. I'm ready, go! I'm leaving you. God, I'm stalling again because I'm like, huh. I might have to, like, put in editor's notes, like, hey, this is what this is. That's okay. I'll explain two things. Orpheus is, um, a pilot, a very badass pilot, as you'll come to see. And Yanchan is their titan. Valid. I th actually I don't think in this I really like explain that because this was me being like, yeah I just wanna, <laughs> as I put it, I wanna focus on straight gore, uh, cleaning. Uh, we love so, gory cleaning. Yeah, gory cleaning. Gory cleaning. That's my kink. Mm -hmm. I tried to search up how to write gore cleaning. Uh, but then it just came up with, like, I don't know, really brutal, like, oh, Have you yeah, seen the Pain um, Olympics? Cleaning... Have you seen the Pain Olympics? Have you seen the Pain Olympics? Yes, Zane has forced me to watch it. That's a story for another day. That... Glass jars, a... dude. Glass jars. The that dude almost dick died. Cutting. The dick cutting. Oh, God, don't remind me. I just... Did you... There's one in two. I think in one of them, they cut, like, their dick in half, then off. Yeah, I've seen some bad ones. I've seen some stuff get split in half. I don't um, own a penis, but that hurts my not real penis. <laughs> this like... podcast is just going to end up being 
this entire podcast series, like the podcast as a whole, is just gonna be, hey, we have an objective in mind. Now let's beat around the bush for an hour before we get to what we want to talk about. Isn't that what most podcasts are? Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. No, Another no. thing I'll explain real quick is that Orpheus is a member of technically a leader, but that's not really relevant to this. Orpheus is a member of um my OC little like faction called the Six Hundred and Sixth Prowler Corps. That is kind of very neutral to anyone that's played Titanfall and knows like Titanfall Two. They're think of them like the uh, the Six Four, where they're kind of aligned with one side. I they're technically a part of the militia, but they very actively fight against the militia very often. They're along the lines of like, yeah, we just do whatever follow uh, whatever fits our moral co- uh, moral code and whatever we feel like. So anyway, anyway, anyway. Yes, yes, go, go, sir. Gotta swallow my pride and not be embarrassed of my writing. It's good Bro, writing. I like your writing. I just don't understand it because mm-hmm. I don't know the lore of any of your stories. <laughs> I almost wanted part of my reason of like being like, yeah, I want to do this on a podcast and I want Zane to be there was that he could stop me and Emotion- ask me questions. Oh, you realize I already do ask you questions, but you talk over me. I know, because fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you're not going to fuck me, shut the fuck up and read your goddamn story. Ooh, I just got an idea. What if... Would you like it God if it. I... I swear this is the last time I'll stall. But okay. Would you like it if you could just, like, chime in and be like, hold on, I have a question, and then I'll stop reading and I'll ex- um, explain yeah, sure. stuff? Yeah, sure. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like okay. you're going to abuse this, but I'm, I'm trusting you. You know me. I do know you, that's why I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Read your goddamn story, bitch. We're at fault. we're at 13 minutes and I still haven't started the fucking story. I'm gonna tell Zane all about that. Uh, then do it, bitch. Alright, alright. God, why, why do I have so much anxiety? God, I'm a fucking retard. It's just um, me and maybe your two viewers. Yeah, my two viewers. Your two viewers. Or it's hard for me to not do a mocking voice on my own uh, shit. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Orpheus sat inside Yanchan, crouched inside a small but dense swamp while covered in vi- leaves and vines as a pseudo-titan gilly, while also being cloaked. Overkill, quite frankly. Just a few hundred feet in front of Orpheus, an IMC patrol wandered past. There was a full platoon of four titans along with what had to be at least 50 soldiers supporting them. Almost wasn't an active combat zone, it was the site of a recent IMC victory. And they heavily expected there to be IMC remnants still wait. Still what is IMC? In the, area. <laughs> the IMC is one of the two main factions in Titanfall. Oh, okay, okay. Also, one more question. Hmm. Is it bad that I'm picturing them like the Attack on Titan? <laughs> Fucking running people. <laughs> the running naked people who can't. <laughs> They're giant <laughs> mechs. I'm thinking them like Taka Titans. They're naked. They're like flinging their limbs, running. <laughs> have you <laughs> ever seen? Do you have any idea what Titanfall is? Have you seen any images of it? Oh my fucking god! No idea. I don't play that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to look up, um, Titanfall really quick. Okay. 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 So that you can understand, like everything. So that you have a basic understanding, and you can actually picture this in your head. Titanfall. Whoever you, the big mechs you see are titans. Um, 
and then anyone basically anyone with the helmet that has any cool uh, like glowing lights is probably a pilot <laughs> it's funny because I have an image that I really want to show you now but I don't know how to show it to you um where it's a combination of both because people that'd be funny you're not the only person that goes ah Titanfall oh huh, that's like attack on Titan and so there's a lot of fan art of it it's really funny there's one and it's a Titan I think it's um it's an Atlas Titan for anyone that knows what that is and it's Mikasa coming in from behind trying to slash it and it's just staring at her oh my god I just want I want to see one of those things just run like a Titan from Attack on Titan that'd be hilarious I I think I might make something like that okay now continue your story continue continue you're not gonna be able to picture this as like vividly <laughs> and fully as I can or anyone that like really knows like anyone that's played Titanfall 2 really for any signi uh, substantial amount of time like knows what everything kind of looks like um so i'm trying to find where i was All right well this wasn't an active combat zone it was the site of a recent imc victory and they heavily expected there to be militia remnants still hiding in the area that missed the militia's initial retreat what they didn't expect was for those militia remnants to be a 606 pilot orpheus waited for their entire patrol to pass before slowly standing up from the swamp water orpheus had to be careful since for once they were entirely alone with no hope for backup Unfortunately, careful wasn't in Orpheus's vocabulary because they were heck. <laughs> Orpheus pulled their 30mm tracking cannon from the muddy water. Its reliability and almost complete inability for the firing mechanisms to be jammed is what made the 30mm Orpheus's favorite weapon of all time. They took a deep breath, honing themselves in while focusing on the slow, quiet drip of water off their guns into the water. Orpheus burst from the trees, their cloaks sputtering out from the strain of trying to cloak their sudden erratic movement. Orpheus steadied their 30mm at the already turning IMC patrol. A 30mm round impacted a Scorchevarian Titan directly in its optical sensors, blinding it. Nonetheless, the Scorch fired back. A hot mass of thermite scorched through the air towards Orpheus. Orpheus unleashed a particle wall out of pure reflexes, stopping the thermite in its tracks and causing it to fall dully onto the ground in front of the particle wall. I'm gonna stop myself and explain. Um, anyone that's played Titanfall, Orpheus's Titan Yanchan is a tone. It's it's essentially a tone. Um, and a particle wall is literally, it's it's like a wall of light. If you think like light wall, from any sci-fi, it's probably that. It's a giant wall of light that completely, like, covers, um, it's set in one spot and it, like, covers, um, an area, like, the size of a Titan. It's, like, kind of curved. <laughs> square. I'm gonna be real. Hmm. So, I have, so, I'm still picturing Attack on Titans. In the wall, I'm thinking of a fucking, uh, what's it called? Like, that Fortnite Storm shit? That Stormwall shit? That's what I'm thinking of. The, the, just like the character you always show me with that mask, just sitting in like a like very like river that doesn't even like fucking what's it called match the scene with a gun. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that just reminded me. Um, I kind of forgot that a lot of the characters in the six oh six are based off Attack on Titan characters, and also the image of um 
the image of me, like that helmet that I have on my head, yeah. that is Orpheus's helmet. I felt like that was, so that's why I was like automatically thinking that. Um. Yeah, Orpheus, as you'll see, is kind of... Actually, no, I don't want to tell you because I feel like you'll be able to kind of figure out who Orpheus is partially based off. If you... If it's the person... If it's the person, I'm gonna cry. It's an ART character. I was going to say. If it's right, right, right. the fucking guy I've been screaming at. <laughs> I will sob real tears. So, the thermite falls onto the ground in front of the particle. Um, Orpheus double-tapped the Scorch, damaging one of its shoulder joints and gaining a sufficient lock. Oh yeah, Tones um, have this thing where, with their 30mm tracker cannon, um, after three hits it gains a target lock on the enemy, which then allows you to use your main source of damage, which are, like, rockets that fire out of your back. Right, 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 right. Because <laughs> that matters so much. Uh, Come on, man. Damaging You're doing one of its shoulder joints. You're doing damaging good. one of its shoulder joints and gaining a su uh, sufficient lock. Yanchen fired off a burst of tracker rockets along with a sonar parse unit. The rockets impacted across the Scorcher's front moments before the sonar pulse struck its center mass. All four Titans lit up, ducking and dodging beside the infantry comrades into what little rubber, rubble and cover there was. Orpheus saw an advantage in this, and fired their 30mm into the ground by one of the titans' feet, sending infantry flying and gaining a th the third and final mark on them. Like clockwork, Orpheus shifted their attention to a different target, noticing a shadow behind a different destroyed building, and firing into that shadow's lowest portion, gaining a second confirmed lock. Not noticing any more easy targets, Orpheus leaned back and unleashed a hail of tracker rockets that screamed upwards before arching down and over enemy cover and air bursting above them, severely damaging both titans and shredding the infantry around them with shrapnel, as well as disorienting the pilots. Orpheus knew that they would be flanked sooner or later, and decided to charge the, the enemy head-on. Orpheus charged full speed towards the enemy positions. An unlucky Ion stepped out into the open, causing Orpheus to do the natural thing and leap into the air with a 15-ton titan and dropkick the other 15-ton war machine, knocking it over and knocking the pilot out. Out of instinct, Orpheus activated their electric smoke and stood back, using the smoke as consumer. Electric smoke is literally a cloud of smoke with electricity in it, and it's really fucking deadly. Iconic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Orpheus gave a quick stomp on the enemy's hatch, killing them and disabling the Titan. They fired a tracking beacon into the ground at their feet, revealing the final Titan and a handful of troops. The final IMC Titan, a Ronin, leapt at Orpheus with their sword. A Ronin Titan is like this really fucking spindly ass fucking Titan, really um like skinny, and they have a sword. They're they're a weeaboo. They're essentially a weeaboo. They're essentially made out of sheet metal. Me they're too, so sis. weak. Me too, sis. Orpheus just barely dodged the attack, leaning backwards. Time seemed to slow for Orpheus as they grabbed one of the Ronin's arms and fired their 30mm one-handed into the weak elbow joints of the Ronin. The Ronin, having a veteran pilot, face shifted almost immediately as they were grabbed. Fortunately, they still lost one arm to a 30mm shell, but managed to escape it penetrating through into the other arm. The Ronin clattered to the ground before rolling back to their feet, unwilling to go down without a fight. It shifted back into real space, staring down Orpheus. It charged Orpheus, who used its severed arm against it, bitch-slapping its chassis and briefly stunning the Ronin. So Orpheus literally grabs its arm as it's charging them, 
fires into it, breaks off one arm, and as right as the arm gets like broken off, the enemy Ronin like um Ronins have this ability to like kinda shift into like it's hard. They go into they phase shift and they basically mm. disappear from real space. And then a few seconds later, they reappear. So, <laughs> Orpheus just has their arm in one hand. And so, the Ronin comes back into real space and charges them again. And Orpheus just bitch slashes them with it. As a king should. Mm-hmm. Go so, charge Orpheus who used its severed arm against it, bitch slapping its chassis and briefly stunning the Ronin. The Ronin shrugged off the hit and swung its sword into Yanchan's side, actually managing to connect. Yanchan's torso absorbed the blow and jerked away, struggling to counteract the force of the blow. The Ronin followed through on their swing and brought the sword over their head, then began swinging it down towards Orpheus for a second blow across the cockpit. Orpheus jerked their 30mm cannon up and blocked the sword, getting it embedded in the gun. The Ronin yanked the sword away, the sword and gun away from Orpheus, dropping them both. The Ronin went for a killing blow and attempted to rip Orpheus from their cockpit. Unfortunately for them, Orpheus grabbed their titan's arm and twisted it. While in the process of doing so, Orpheus also swept one of the Ronin's legs, causing it to fall sideways onto the ground. Orpheus pinned the Ronin's intact arm against his chassis and cockpit, and in, cockpit, and in turn pinned the Ronin to the ground. Yanchan, hold them here, Orpheus said to their titan before opening the cockpit and hopping out. Orpheus landed on the Ronin and quickly looked over its chassis before inspecting the cockpit locks. The Ronin... The Ronin pilot, realizing their fate, suddenly opened their cockpit hatch and attempted to shoot Orpheus with their sidearm, just as Orpheus had hoped. Orpheus descended on them immediately, twisting their wrist away and slugging them in the jaw. The pilot fought back, kicking Orpheus in the legs and chest repeatedly. Orpheus drew their RE-45 and promptly shot the pilot in the shoulder from the hip, causing them to briefly stop uh, fighting out of pain and surprise. Orpheus took this time to fire a burst into their other wrist, blowing it off and disarming them. Quite literally. <laughs> Shoots like them in pun. the wrist until it blows off their hand. I like that pun. <laughs> Orpheus hopped off them, listening to them wail in pain and attempt to clot their wounds. The enemy pilot suit audibly hissed as it released a cocktail of chemicals in an attempt to aid them vainly. All yours, Yanchan, Orpheus called out. The Titan released the Ronin's arm now that it wasn't actively being piloted. Yanchan ripped the pilot from the cockpit and raised it above itself. Wait, no, 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 no! They cried as the Titans violently ripped them in half with his bare hands. The blood pouring down it, the blood pouring down onto his chassis and trickling down all the cracks and crevices. Orpheus watched in morbid enjoyment. Alone, hopeless, IMC grunt rushed Orpheus from the from behind. Murder Orpheus turned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> alone, on. alone, hopeless IMC grunt rushed Orpheus from behind. Grunts are just regular infantry soldiers. Pilots are like essentially super soldiers. Um, grunts are just literally unenhanced people that are like very fucking um insignificant to them. They're trying their best. <laughs> Orpheus turned to them and immediately dodged their tackle, watching them clatter to the ground behind them. Seriously, hand-to-hand -hand combat with a pilot, especially one you just saw fistfight a titan, and then that titan's pilot, Orpheus said, genuinely confused and almost oddly proud of that grunt. Shut up, bitch! The grunt replied. <laughs> Orpheus lie. shrugged. 
or if he shrugged and shot them in both knees before clicking their RE-45 back into its holster. The grunt screamed in pain and stared Orpheus down, still trying to fight Orpheus with just their arms. Orpheus stood over them and stomped on their neck, breaking and killing them instantly. Orpheus looked, looked out over the newly scorched battlefield with a strange sense of tranquility. They saw peace and quiet where others would see blood, death, destruction, and the faint embers from the scorches left behind by the Thermite. You're gonna be a bitch to clean, you know that, right? Orpheus said to Yanchan. The end. Are you asleep yet? No, but it was your voice is very soothing, even though you were talking about Yeah, this guy just got his wrist shot off, fucking yelling. That or not son of a bitch, whatever he yelled. Shut up, bitch! Shut up, bitch, there we go. It was <laughs> I mean, I mean, oddly bitch. soothing. It was oddly soothing. <laughs> I don't know why. Should I read another story? Yeah, sure. I got another really long, um, Titanfall one, or I could do one of the, uh, Black Mask ones. Whichever I could one do one of the ones I did in, uh, CWC. Oh, which one? Um. Was I there for that one? Maybe not. I don't think Ooh, I, I have some good ones. Uh, I'll let you choose. There's one that's, like, kind of short, and is really just dialogue between... Three characters, two or three characters. Um, From your black mask. Yeah. Okay. There's one where another short one that is um one dude. And it's like almost his inner dialogue, mm -hmm. and it ends with him seeing a hot chick, and doesn't really go anywhere. Iconic. There's one that's me being like gore porn again, and um not actually finishing it. And it's like a battle. Me too. I think I want to go with the first one, so I think Ooh. so I can understand what. I have a fucking monologue. Do it, do it, do it. From, uh... Yes. Machiavellian. Yes. Did you hear me? Yes, bitch. Yes, 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 <laughs> Can you hear uh, my brother's shower, by the way? Very lightly. Alright, alright, alright. It's ambiance. It's ambiance. <laughs> of course, of course. Especially for this story. I need to, like, really suppress all of my emotions and be just a heartless fucking bastard for this because Machiavellian is utterly unfeeling oh bro I can do that I, I can too I, I remember I did that one day at school I'm sorry to interrupt you go on I remember I did that one day at school where I was like I told very few people about it and I'm like you know what I want to I wanna try something because I think it'll be fun I'm going to go one day and I'm going to act like Machiavellian all day just like kind of emotionally mm -hmm. and see what happens and they ended up having to stop before even first period because people were getting really concerned they're like are you okay mm -hmm. no just being very like monotone and emotionless and it also weirdly made me like it was messing with my own like mm -hmm. emotions i'm like yeah i'm gonna stop doing that but that was fun yeah uh, i assume someone slightly mentally stable cannot shut off all their emotions like that that easily and be seen as okay that seems challenging. Yeah, it came off as me being very depressed and upset. Oh, I remember Kat was very, <laughs> like, concerned, oh which was God. nice of her. I know. Uh, for me, it's like a normal Tuesday, but uh, it seems like a normal Tuesday as me being a bitch, but I'm like, no. I'm, I'm, I just don't give a fuck about anyone, anything, or myself, so. If I ever do that again, I think I'll instead tell everyone what I'm doing, because if you don't know 
like, oh, so he's bubbly. just pretending to be emotionless, then it comes off as considering it's like, what's going on with him? Versus when you know, like, the few people I told, they found it kind of funny. They're like, that's funny. Because mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, wow, he's pretending to be an edgelord. That's hilarious. You cut out, by the way. My phone um doesn't keep it going, so I'll just close my phone. I don't know why, but I can still hear you. Uh, anyways, right, right. I'd love to see you just like be a fucking emo for a day. You'll get to see me be an emo for all no, no, one no. minute as I read this. No, yeah. no, I want to see you fucking your hair, your hair straightened. I want that shit to be down. I want to see you a black eyeliner and fucking things I'm like. I'm not going. putting on eyeliner. Can I put on eyeliner then? You can put eyeliner on yourself. No, on you. No. I'm gonna ask Zayd if I can put eyeliner on him. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Can I, get I would want to get a bunch of photos. I'd want to put on all my paintball gear and get a bunch of photos. And just look like an absolute emo. I want to do your eyeliner then. I want to dye my hair black. That sounds like fun. I dyed my hair black and now it's blue. Can I make you sad real quick? Yes. And again, we can't talk about this on the podcast. Um, <laughs> because I want to see how long I can go without like... We didn't do it at all. any details about this. Um, yes, okay. Shannon used to dye uh, the ends of her hair black. And not many people knew that. I don't think I saw her when her ends were like that. It was very hard to tell because her hair was already dark. But yeah, yeah. she... I think she... If I remember correctly, she tried to dye it purple. But since her hair was already dark, it just turned it black. And she was like... No, I actually kind of like it like this, yeah. so she very occasional. I think she only did it like once or twice. She dyed the ends of her hair yeah, black, and it was very, that. it was hard to notice, but when you did notice it, it looked really cool. Yeah, I see that. Um, I used to dye my hair a whole bunch of crazy colors when I was younger. Liberal. I know. I'm a raging liberal. You should see uh, the cut in my eyebrow. And You my... actually did it. You have to yeah. earn that. Fuck you. You're horrible. You're horrible. How do I I'm earn telling Zane he's gonna be Okay, pissed. how do I earn that? Get injured, I mean. Zane got his by crashing into a tree. That's a style now, but I'll grow it back. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. You ready for this very short monologue? Sure. It's like one paragraph long, I mind you. Go on. Gotta shut off all my emotions. God, my voice is gonna keep cracking because I'm gonna also say it like <laughs> very like lowly in my natural voice. Every reason. Oh. <laughs> I drink Mountain Dew will help, but I'm lazy. Bro, my mom will only drink Mountain Dew. And like, I'll what the fuck? Her. It's it's pretty good, but like if I drink too much, I get a whole bunch of acne. Oh man, I just got thought of a really good joke for that fucking earning the eyebrow slit. Oh my, oh my can God. I say it? Can I say yeah, it now? Yeah. Well, I already slit my wrist and my face, so I feel like I earned it. <laughs> That's too depressing. You can't say that. You can't say that. You but can't it's talk about stuff but it's true. <laughs> Have you you gotta get this? us bad! Have you not seen the scar on my face? I haven't actually. Oh really? It's on my cheek. There's just a like a mark. It looks like it blends in. I'll I'll show you next time. Man, how bad of aim do you have to have, Maribel? Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> That's the only proper response. Man, you have really terrible aim. I mean, in my defense, I wasn't wearing glasses, so. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll you stop. cut your cheek, you're like, damn, that isn't my wrist. <laughs> oh, this feels wrong. Like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you? Okay, I was. I was brewing that one up and debating that whether or not to say that for a bit. <laughs> Shut up. I'll, I will be quiet. Shut off your emotions. Be me. You made- you saying that made me laugh. Right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you, uh, Hispanic. <gasps> I'm Latina. You gotta at least be mildly accurate. He's nothing to fear. He's only one man after all, they said. And that enraged me. I'm not one for emotion, and much less for anger. I see it as a setback of sorts. Why am Something I getting turned on? Don't do that voice. Something that clouds the <laughs> no. mind and makes your very movement sloppy and uncalculated. Back to my point. They said they didn't fear me. That I was just one man after all. How much harm could I do? That was enough to make me want to show them how much I could do. I stood when no one else would. When others crumbled and turned away from the light, I stepped forward, allowed my steel to be tested and to be proven, and then I took my rightful throne. No one else could do what I did. And how do I know that? Because I'm the only one standing up here. Everyone else that tried to do what I did is dead. But I'm just one man, I thought. I'm nothing to be feared, I thought. I'm certainly not loved either, so in that case, it would be better to be feared. I think that's where my issue with it comes from. It's better to be feared rather than loved if you cannot be both. And by God, I am not loved. So why am I not feared? Have I not killed enough? Has my seal not been proven enough? Have I not claimed my throne enough? No. None of it. <laughs> None of that is it. I am not feared because everyone would fear me. He's dead. If you're not dead yet, then you don't have to fear me, because clearly you weren't a target. After all, when a king takes his throne, he's already won. There's no point in continuing to fight for a throne you already sit upon. And if you're fighting for that throne, then you're clearly never, you were clearly never truly on it. I beg for someone to come prove me wrong, because then it will be feared once more. God, if only I could say that without <laughs> fucking up multiple times. For my sake, never do that voice again. <laughs> for my sake. For my sake. Please don't ever do that. Anyways, Immediately afterwards is a whole... Ooh, I like I like how I have that set up where... There's that monologue from Machiavellian, and then there's a whole long story that I wrote in CWC. Um, about, like, Machiavellian. To be honest, I don't think I should be allowed to write because all my writing turns very depressing. All my writing turns into so it's it always has a happy-go-lucky front, but the meaning is very dark and sad and depressing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't write on my own often because I'll just depress myself and everyone. Man, I gotta get multiple people to read these. Uh quotes because that would really make these stories like really pop if it wasn't all just my voice and me doing essentially the same voice for everything yeah 
Oh, um, a while ago, I had a whole story written, a whole thing, and I was planning to um, make like a short film of it.、Mm. But yeah, I have a lot of the writing done. I would just need voices and art. But I got really scared about actually uploading it and doing it, and people seeing my work. But I was like, never mind. Yeah, let's not do that. Like that's. I relate、scary. to that. That's、mm-hmm. scary. That's. I hate sharing my writing. I hate sharing. My, I hate sharing my feelings in general. If you ask me how I feel, I will either respond in sarcasm or good or great. God, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just show you with this. What? It was a rather chilled summer afternoon. The Arizona sun gently beat down against the sand at a soft 88 degrees as a group of 15 Psalms Division scouts trampled across、degrees? it. That's summer. It is. It's also Arizona, and that's、oh, pretty、yeah. soft. Oh yeah, I did. The steel vaulted in plaster. The steel vaults vaulted and plastered across their chest was heavily, but not completely, muted against the sun's glare by the black and maroon paint laid thick on the metal plate. How much further until a TZ? One unfortunate soul moaned out, the sun beating down on the back of his neck. The ETA is about 15 minutes. Trust me, the trek will be worth it. A familiar, deep, smooth voice, one belonging to Machiavellian, belted across the unit. What is this mission even about? Retribution. It's grunt work, if that's what you worried about, Malthy. He's just worried that we'll actually have to get within 400 meters of the target. Another marauder chanted. Did you see something? Hello. Did you say something? Hello. Oh no, I didn't say anything. I was listening. Alright,、uh, you heard everything I said. Yeah, I did.、Uh, You're just gonna hear me. <laughs> he's just worried we'll have to get within 400 meters of the target. Another marauder chanted. It's fairly true. Melfi did not enjoy actually having to get close to his prey. That was mainly since he had never received any training for any form of urban or close quarter fighting. The playful bickering continued for the next fifteen or so minutes until they reached a dusty, rusted-out scrap town. Machiavellian took charge, leading them up to the outermost building along the side of it to its corner. He snaked his helmet against the metal wall until his right eye could just barely see around it to identify their targets, and identify them he did. There's a group of faintly purple and gold, although the sun had dyed it tan. Clad men standing in a group around, standing around a group of women and children. Both the uniforms and their actions perfectly fit the M.O. of the cult of Cat Yale. A group of men and women oriented, originating from the former state of Texas, known for only two things: their warped and radical view of an ancient Asian religious text, known only as the Kenji Code. And their heinous actions against anyone able to do manual work without it being able to fight back. Mechavillian's visor seemed to glow a little redder than usual as he softly called out what he saw, naming the army they belonged to, the unit patches, their numbers, and their weaponry. His fellow scouts nodded along. Then, like clockwork, they spread into their positions. Four of them grappled onto each other's shoulders and then onto Mac, onto Max, while the Other ten peered around the other corner before running to overwatching positions. Machiavellian's breathing neither increased nor decreased. His face got neither hotter nor any colder. He knew his mission and knew for once it was good, as if he even cared about his morality. He held his breath and closed his eyes behind his crimson visor, and then he heard it—a loud, distinctive ping and clack. 
his mouth fully ripped and pushed the bolt of his anti-material rifle. Machiavellian opened his eyes and released his breath as he sliced the pie and sighted in on the first head, turned towards the sound of Mouthwood's rifle. He squeezed his trigger and held his rifle steady as he kicked back into his shoulder, while the head on the other end jerked away and its owner collapsed immediately into a heap on the ground. Machiavellian cracked a grin. He had hit the man's off switch on the break. Alright, breaking from it really quick because this is like a lot of shit coming from like my knowledge of stuff. Um, human beings have an off switch. Uh, I don't know how many videos of shooting, of like police shootings you've seen, but uh, mm -hmm. guns are either the most deadly thing ever or not very deadly at all. Oh, it's yeah. usually not very deadly at all unless you hit very specific spots. Getting shot in the heart will not immediately kill you. Getting shot in the brain will sometimes not immediately kill you. Yeah. What does immediately kill you is a little box that's sometimes called the off switch, which is mainly like your lower face and like neck. Basically, if you're hitting like the spinal cord and the central nervous system, like, oh, yeah, you're right just in your for. neck. Yeah, it completely cuts you off and you literally drop like a sack of potatoes, which is what Machiavellian does. Disgust oh behind him. I'm thinking of so many depressing things right now. Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, I was thinking of something else too, but that too. <laughs> Tell me you can't handle trauma without telling me you can't handle trauma. I'll go first. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> the scouts behind him did their jobs as well, sliding in and dropping the other soldiers. The few that did manage to react to Max Group were swiftly decapitated by Machiavellian and his cluster. By Mouthbleed and his cluster. Machiavellian switched his grip into a tight C-clamp as he pushed onward, his group breaking off to cover dead space and flanks. He got in front of a small cluster of women and children, his armor facing towards the unknown like a claymore. He didn't allow his legs to shudder, even, even as hostile reinforcements rushed towards him. He merely shouted for the innocents to run, run like the wind, and not stop running until they ran into blue hoods. He stood his ground, confident in his, in his team's ability and condescending in his enemies. He let out a rope upon the first, upon the first, upon the few foolish enough to blindly charge around the corner of the building in front of him. All of them stumbled and fell, or fell flat at the first sign of his rope. Many of them didn't immediately cease breathing, but rather managed to babble out their last words. Matt glanced behind himself to watch the last of the innocents reach the arms of his fellow scouts. Then, only then, did he allow himself to sprint into cover. He immediately launched himself back into the fight quickly peeking around the corner to see a soldier pull his comrade back towards cover. Foolish, Mac thought as he lifted his rifle on the corner, caught the soldier in the throat, causing him to drop his comrade and scream. This only allowed Mac to double tap the man's off switch. Mac's shoulder jerked backward, jerked back as he was struck by a soldier doing the same to him across from him. Mac let his rifle hang loosely on its sling as he dropped it, jerking back to safety. His right arm's out, rush him! The soldier on the other side of the building Shouted the soldier on the other side of the building. Foolish, Mac thought again. He reached down with his left hand and unholstered his PMR-30, and leveled it at the corner while backing up. As soon as the first soldier broke the corner, an entire fourth of his upper chest disappeared. Little did they know, Mac was not only left-handed, but his sidearm was chambered in 338. It's a big fucking round. The PMR-30 is like a pretty unknown gun, but it's it fires a big fucking round. I can tell. I can tell. I actually feel like 338's not that big. No, that is, that is. That's like a revolver caliber. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't like guns. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that didn't stop them. They continued to pour around the corner, only to meet the same fate as their friends. Another fist pounded on Max's upper chest, striking his supplemental scrap armor. He demolished the corner of the building again. Game ending a final hiding soldier. Realizing his condition, Machiavellian began to retreat towards the outskirts of the town, knowing that Mouthbleed had his back. Meanwhile, Mouthbleed peered through his six times, watching Machiavellian's black uniform start to run even blacker from the blood starting to build up and become apparent. The tops of hats and helmets poked out over the edge of the building Mac had just retreated from. They inched closer and closer to the bodies lining the edge of the building. A single brave soul quickly stepped around the corner, Brandon brandishing his rifle at Machiavellian. In an instant, he was removed from this realm by, Mac by Mouthbleed's high-power rifle. A rifle so high-powered that the man's death was barely even gory. So large that he didn't even have time to split apart and scatter across the ground, but rather just turned into a fine mist against a caved-in wall. Cool. Machiavellian pulled the heavy bolt back and slammed it back forwards, the clacking of it almost louder than the rifle itself. Which is stupid and unrealistic, but go fuck yourself. Um, it's okay, it's okay. The hats and helmets and hairs behind the wall jumped once. When they jumped once, they saw the man suddenly disappear. I like again, how I glossed over how all of this is... Wait a minute. How that part was realistic, even though we're talking about titans fucking uh, electric smoke well that's Titanfall. this is this is oh. my lord this is black mask oh also th there's nothing realistic in that besides it being realistic fiction yeah yeah it's okay it's bestie. stupid to make it's stupid to make fun of stuff like oh that's not realistic when nothing is it's like bro when it's realistic that... fiction why the fuck do you care exactly it's like people that get mad at Star Wars, and they're like, actually, actually, a lightsaber would do this and that. It's like, dude, people are literally using the force. They're moving shit with their minds, and everyone is using laser guns. Star Wars, Shut up. a man like anyone liking Star Wars is a red flag. Anyone. And I mean anyone. Run for the hills. Uh, go fuck yourself. Excuse the me? <laughs> the hats, helmets, and hairs. The hats, helmets, and hairs behind the wall jumped once they saw the men suddenly disappear. And yes, again, when the, with this when the clacking that had stirred this assault beckoned across the town. Mouthweed spoke into his helmet's small concavity. Sword the shield? Are the chickens in the coop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the evacuation is done and dusted, replied one of the grunts. Oh, wait, are we doing codes and stuff? You followed up? Uh, chicken is in the coop. Yankee, echo, echo, tango. <laughs> Mouthbleed just sighed, shaking his head. He snapped back to attention, watching Machiavellian try his best to retreat to safety as more and more of Cat Yale's call poured into the town. Machiavellian took around to the thigh without even flinching or halting his retreat. Equal parts because he didn't feel it, and because the round slammed into the scrap metal plating beneath his drop leg platform, flattening and destroying itself. Mouthbleed once again made the attacker disappear before clanking his rifle back into action. Machiavellian grew tired of this insolence. And as such a side, his retaliation was needed both desperately and in gross quantities. <laughs> he turned on his heel, halting his retreat, and, and brandished his rifle once again. He raised it at the first man he saw out of cover and fired out of pure instinct, point shooting more than anything. The heavy bolt of his custom scar age slammed back, slammed back, and slammed back for that. 
God. I fucking hate my writing sometimes. The heavy okay, bolt of his custom scar age slammed back and back forward as it spit. I'm gonna change that as well. As it spit 308 down range into the poor man's upper chest. One round hit damn near dead center on his uh, clavicle, your collarbone. The next grazed his left external jugular vein. Wow, that's specific. That is. The third and final round snapped his head back as it struck him right between the eyes. A large mesh struck Machiavellian from the side. This time it wasn't a bullet, but rather a live human. An unarmed cat yell cultist making a desperate attempt to steal away Machiavellian's rifle. Mouthbleed lined up the shot, but his pseudo-mental link to Mac told him not to fire, much to Mac's pleasure. Mac slammed his fist against the man's jaw as he followed through, his hand going to his kuku attached to his shoulder pad. He ripped it from his holster, smashing his fist across the man's jaw again, but now from the other side. A tooth flew from the man's mouth, while simultaneously, Mac sank the knife through the side of the man's neck and out the other end. A second cultist ran up to Mac, this one armed with an AK-103, and fired into the back of the cultist, hoping to shoot through him and into Mac, which in his defense, he did, except Mac's armor, assisted by the man's flesh, absorbed the shots. Mouthbleed fired into the new attacker's hip, quite literally ripping him in half and ending the assault. Machiavellian shoved the corpse off of him and grabbed the man's AK-103 by the barrel. He ripped it up and into his hands as he laid on his back. He didn't bother with iron sights or checking how much ammo I had left. He was hungry for blood and not even an ocean would quench that thirst. He once again, point shooting, fired into a cluster of cultists new to the fight and grossly unprotected and unprepared. This is a total fire... side note, but I feel like Mouthbleed is a ginger. I don't know why they're giving me ginger vibes. Go on with your story. Oh, go fuck yourself. I was going to be like, no, he isn't. He is. He fucking is. <laughs> He's not a ginger, but he's like a deep red, um, redhead. He's like Auburn. Ginger. Auburn, like, almost fucking, like, brown hair. Ginger man. Go on. Okay, whatever you want to believe. <laughs> Go on, sir. Uh. I'm trying to find where I was. He was hungry for blood, not even in an ocean will crunch that thirst. Uh. Okay, okay, okay. Skipping past all that. Uh, <laughs> that we already read um when the firearm stopped firing he tossed it aside and pushed himself back to his feet shrugging off the weight of his gear and the abuse he had sustained he stared down the remaining fearful and fleeing cultists as they made for the hills we've made them beg for mercy not deny it he said Thank coldly you. into his mic exactly now mac you know that's against roe must be chattered back mockingly <laughs> The Blue Hoods can cry about it later. Just make sure the cultists. Make sure the cultists can. God, that's such a good line from. I gotta read that again and not fuck it up. <clears throat> Go. The Blue Hoods can cry about it later. Just make the. Sh just. You got this. You got this, bestie. The Blue Hoods can cry about it later. Just make the. Sh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I put in my headphones. The blue hoods. <laughs> shut the fuck up. The blue hoods can cry about it later. Fuck! The blue hoods can cry about it later. Just make sure the cultists can. Max said, walking gingerly back towards Mouthblade and the other friendlies. 
his head hanging low from the fatigue sitting deep into his bones. Mouthbleed obliged, firing several rounds off rhythmically into the backs of the fleeing cultists. Mouthbleed grumbled about overpenetration as Machiavellian stalked past him. He pulled off his helmet, confident in the safety of the area. He looked down at the bruised supp supplemental armor upon his chest with a strange sense of pride. The distinct mark of a stopped round planted directly over his heart. A reminder that someone had nearly killed him. And failed. A proof of his steel, both literally and metaphorically. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. See, see, see. Is that the end of the story? Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Okay, okay, that was so good. That was so it. good. I liked it. I liked it, Dusty. Oh, fun fact. Uh, so my friend, uh, she has a sister also named Maribel. Mm. Maribel has a husband named Ryan. And her son, she had a son with him. Her son, I think his his name is pronounced Machiavellian. And he was born on 420. This woman is living literally, literally my dream life. She had a son on 420. I can't beat that shit. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> I'm still mad I just about saw it. something. Huh? Go on. I just saw something on Discord. I saw my caption that I forgot, uh, my status that I forgot about. I feel like I need to share it with you and I need to share it with the podcast. What? What's your status, man? I gotta do it in a sultry voice as well. Oh my fucking god. You're either a sussy baka or a buzzy sucker. I know we're not even- we're not married, we're not together, but I want a divorce. <laughs> this life you're out there, sussy baka or a bussy sucker. Can we get married so I can divorce you for that shit? I hate it! I'm gonna block you, no! <laughs> I wanna say that to someone. Man, I, I hate you so much that I want to marry you just so I can divorce you. <laughs> Well, I just said it to you, so... Beat that shit. Anyways... Um... I was going to say something retarded. I mean, stupid. They well, don't know I'm a sped. Say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was going to They don't know I'm a sped, so... Uh, okay. What was the stupid thing? I cannot remember. For the life of me, I cannot remember. Holy fuck, I don't remember. Go on, bestie. Say something stupid. Ooh, I have a story that's just two characters, a male and a female. Actually, oh, no, no, there's like three characters. Okay. <laughs> Are you allowed to read Smut? Probably, yeah. Um, God, I I want to do this, but I also... It has my baby, it has Scotian, and I don't want to... um. Is he not ready? I don't trust anybody with her voice. Oh! Do I? Oh! Is it the thing I'm thinking of? Of who's the voice? Not necessarily. Oh. No, it's not necessarily Shannon. Um. Because I know you had her do some ubu voices, and I think you got her to do something. Uh. No, that that was a different thing. We were gonna try to get uh. Man, it's. God, that was a funny thing, um, where, uh, me and her had a joke, a running joke, where it's like, oh, yeah, uh, I was gonna be essentially her pimp, um, and what we were gonna do is, <gasps> oh my God. since she could do that, uh, uwu voice so well, 
we were gonna get a fiver and have weebs uh, like pay her to say fucking shit. Oh my I was God. like, dude, you can make so many weeaboos so happy. Oh and she God. always got a kick out of that. She got a kick out of tormenting people with that. Oh, I feel that. Oh my god, so, um... The ex-boyfriend you named a character after. That guy. Me, uh, when Fortnite first came out, we were hanging out. Uh, he was playing while I had the mic. And I put on this, like, sweet, cute, like, voice and was talking to the people who were on our team. And they... So I was playing on his uh, Xbox account. They liked me so much, they friended him and started messaging him, thinking it was me. And... It's, bro, the ooh voice is powerful. I wish you could still do it. Don't do drugs, kids. Goddamn. I want to find, like, a story <laughs> or a mention of Python now. Oh my fucking god! I don't have any dialogue from him. I'm going to commit um, hate. But I do have- I have two different stories that briefly mention Python. Which is, uh, Ryan. I hope I'm Python's trauma. <laughs> no, this one mentions Python more, so I'll read it. Oh Even God. though it has Scotia in it, and I won't Bro, be able to- Bro, you to make me cry about a breakup that happened years ago? Because you will. I'm joking. Loyalist was doing his usual <laughs> duties as a sort of second lieutenant. The Marauders didn't have a solid command structure, but a pseudo-hierarchy was still present. Mothbid was the leader, Python was his exo. Python being, you know, Ryan, your boy. Yeah, yeah. Your boy. He's not my boy anymore, I don't claim him. Yeah. Followed by Loyalist, and then every other, quote-unquote, advisor. Mm -hmm. Each advisor had two MPs. Each MP had God knows how many Marauders. How this managed to stay even vaguely organized is anybody's guess, as it wasn't uncommon for advisors like Loyalist and Python, or even Mouthbleed himself, to direct, to directly Ginger. command singular uh, marauders. This most likely hailed from the days of Machiavellian and even Wolf, with such stories and folk legends, such as every marauder having met and been indoctrinated directly by Machiavellian. Even though that's likely impossible given the level of involvement required for each marauder's indoctrination combined with the sheer number of marauders. If it took upwards of a week to indoctrinate just one marauder, there's no way Machiavellian could have personally indoctrinated the thousands upon thousands of marauders. Loyalist continued to make his rounds, yelling at marauders, breaking up makeup sessions, and bossing people around. I think I've read this a lot. Or you've read this to me a lot. I remember hearing this a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like um I should explain for anyone that might listen to a podcast all this. Um, Marauders are uh, a faction in my lore, Black Mask. Um, and all you really need to know is, uh, they have a long fucking history, and they're child soldiers. They're like really uh like the advisors are the adults. Usually, once someone becomes like above the age of like nineteen, they become an advisor, or they just like kind of fuck off um so that's why like there's a lot of um marauders being like dickheads because you have to remember that most of them are like 14 to 19 so they're all just horny fucking teenagers it's like high school mm -hmm. loyalist uh at this time is i don't know he's in his 20s because he's an advisor um so he's yelling at marauders breaking up makeup sessions and bossing people around he came up on Morgan Titch's room, 
a very special and particular non-combat Maradu hailing from Black Mask, Illinois. He slowed his walking and halted his breathing as he came up on the door. He listened closely and could hear the gentle panting of Morgan and her MP squeaker. <laughs> I forgot about this. Can you read the Loyalist Loyalist debated whether or not to interrupt. After all, they were a cute couple. He shook this Aww. thought from his head. This relationship was against the rules and it wasn't aiding the marauder cause. Boo. He burst into the room and sure enough interrupted Boo. Morgan and Squeaker's affairs. That's not helping the marauder cause! Semi shouted. They should have Neither is barging in! responded Squeaker. Return to your duties at once, both of you. Go easy on a Mac, said a familiar voice. Loyalist groaned as groaned at a sigh. Not only was it his worst enemy, but she was using his old nickname, Little Mac. What are you doing here, Scott? I was just stopping by to see my niece. And Python. Jam's not cutting it for you anymore. Are you guys gonna leave? asked Squeaker. They're fucking. Loyalist clarified. Ah. Scotia and Loyalist stepped down to the hall in a surprising show of kindness and consideration. So how's she been doing? Uh, says Scotia. Um, Python's cracking down on her, or at least I'm assuming. It's difficult to tell if this is Squeaker making these calls, or Python. What kind of calls? Making Morgan combat staff, talks of publicly sh humiliating her into it. That little rat motherfucker, Scotia said, her voice immediately full of anger. Calm down, Scott. It's probably a sexual thing. <laughs> he said like that made it any better. <laughs> Scotia gave him a weird look, one full of disgust and anger. Whose ass am I kicking now? Uh, how about James's? Your terms are agreeable. He's been getting on my nerves. How so, friend? Loyalist said, leaning back against the wall. Not taking care of his kid? Why do I get a sense of hypocrisy coming from you? What's that supposed to mean? I take care of Lily. Loyalist knew she was right, but couldn't shake the feeling that she wasn't telling him something. He decided to shop the subject because he didn't even know how to go about investigating the subject. You can't exactly accuse somebody of having a biological child nobody knows about unless you're absolutely certain and have proof. Two things Loyalists didn't have. Now this is absolutely fucking hilarious to me, because this is just one big like, um, like fourth wall break, and it's fucking hilarious. But I can't even explain it. I remember a while ago, I forgot that I had written this, and I read through this, and I went, what the fuck is he talking about? And then I remembered, and I actually fucking started crying laughing. The short and the sweet of it is Scotia has, um, a biological kid that oh. she is, like, very secretive of, because she's, like, she's, it brings up a lot of bad memories, and she's... Nobody really knows about How did about she her hide that she was kid. pregnant? It's a bit of a fucked up story. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It was a teen pregnancy that she did not enjoy. Uh, how still, how do you hide a teen pregnancy? If you do in real life, uh, there are ways. I believe Scotia did it in the woods. I got it. And then gave it away somewhere. Because the kid obviously grows up Bro. to be an adult. B valid. Bro, honestly, freshman year, I looked like I could have been pregnant. You weren't that fat. Shut the fuck up. I was that fucking fat. I felt that fat. You were not. You I were not so fucking, fucking 600 pounds, fat. dude. I You're was, short? I was fucking... I was fat. I was ugly. I, it was a disappointment to be around me. I was. 
Your weight was all evenly distributed on your body. It wasn't no, like you no. had a big fucking beer gut. It felt like it. it yeah, well, like that's it. how people with poor self-images feel. You, we, no! Oh, hey, this no. story also talks about, um, Python. This is six years prior to this one, but that doesn't really affect anything. Ironically, Python's uh, personality is the complete opposite of, you know, the man. Ryan's. Yeah. How or... so? Because you haven't heard anything about Python's personality, really. From what I've heard, he's very, like, strict. Am I correct? Not strict. Not the... particularly. How would you describe it? Python? You... Yeah. Well, because he changes a lot. He goes from being, like, a very kind of, like, relaxed and down-to-earth dude. Like, a very... Not even goody-two-shoes. A very, like, moral person. And, like, nice person. But then, um... He ends up becoming very, like, cunning, deceiving, and almost, like, creepy. He outsmarts, like, everyone. Always. Never mind. He's this always is exactly... one step ahead of everyone. Never mind. I'm like, the, uh... The darker side, not super accurate, but the... Well, yeah. Before, yeah. Like, he goes from being good friends with Scotia, and just always, like, a yeah. really relaxed dude. Like, your friend that doesn't do drugs, but he sits there as you guys do drugs. And he's just like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be with you guys. Yeah, sounds remember, like him. Sounds like him. I kind of forget Python's personality a little bit, because it's been a while since I've... Um, done stuff with a uh, 17 year old Python. Everything I've been doing for like the last probably like year has been Python as an adult when he's mm. essentially leading the Marauders. Iconic. A king. So, anyway, anyway. I'm still not M over. <laughs> hmm? Go on. I'm not over. You named it after my ex. Accidentally. You didn't even name one after me at my ex? My I'm gonna commit a hate crime. MP Raven was standing assembling <laughs> a custom AK saw rifle. Yeah, I like how anytime that you're like pressing me on something, I'm just like, so here's another story. Yeah, 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 I fucking know you do that. Sometimes I want to slap you, sometimes I just fucking laugh. MP Raven was assembling a custom AK saw rifle. He's one of Python's MPs for a good reason. Where Python was responsible for creating the Marauder's armor, Raven specialized in the crude manufacturing and assembling of Marauder firearms. On top of the regular scavenged or purchased firearms, and much like early Marauder armor, some Marauder firearms were created through melting down, through the melting down of small random bits of metal, and then being poured into rough molds. Though this wasn't as effective for the creation of guns as it was, as it was for armor, due to the required preciseness of those two things. Even, although it wasn't as effective because, you know, those two things are different. Um, yeah, obviously. Raven pushed the frame back together having, having pushed the frame back together after having just followed it down to properly fit. He had managed to snag a disheveled uh, Black Mask R5 RGP. Um, one designed to fire RPBs or rack bullets. Now, that's a lot of shit that I'm going to quickly break down. Um, R5 RGP is this um, rifle made by Remington. It kind it kind of looks like an AR-15 or an M4, whatever you would be familiar with, but it's like full auto. You see it in a lot of uh, video games, like um, a lot of Tom Clancy games. 
It's the gun that um Ash uses in Siege. It's in uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Wildlands. It's in a ton of games. It's a really good gun. Rocket you... propelled bullets are uh, they're not a new concept to fiction, but in this they're um, a special ammunition created by Black Mask. They're bullets that are propelled by rockets. Don't worry too much about it. They just work. They're full of jet fuel, and sometimes they, if they still have fuel in them when they strike um, a hard target, they'll explode because the fuel all ignites at once. You know that emoji with the cowboy hat on and the yeah. guy smiling? That's how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> like putting on my fucking pro gun hat trying to figure out what this is. Howdy. Mm-hmm. So, he finds uh, RGP, one designed to fire RPBs or rocket bullets. Ammo wasn't exactly easy to come by, well why not have a custom RPB AK laying around in case you ever needed, ever do find some. Oh, of course. A conversion was anything but easy. Raven had managed to completely disassemble the R5 and then jam a great deal of parts into an AK chassis. He then had to machine special parts and completely, and basically completely redesign the entire rifle and iter- in order to get it to one, accommodate the non-AK parts, and two, cycle after firing an RPB. Don't even get him started on figuring out the magazines. Although it didn't seem too hard to him, 7.62 RPBs weren't uncommon in the RPB world. RPB <coughs> AKs, however, were, and with them, so were their mags. Now this all could have been solved by a bolt action, but Raven wasn't particularly interested in a bolt action AK. You're not a gun person, so I'll explain that. Um, bolt action is... It's hard to explain without saying bolt action. Um, Any gun that, like, you pull back on something to chamber oh, a new round. Now I know. So, like, think, yeah. like, World War One guns mainly. Like, into World War Two kind of. Oh, yeah. After every shot, you have to pull back the handle. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I got it now. He stepped back and pondered what the fuck he was even doing at this rate. Trying to stick a square pig in a round hole, he thought. He mashed the AK back together quickly as he saw a hot advisor walk past. He knew she was out of his league for many reasons, but he couldn't help feel the anxiety of it all. Raven grabbed the rifle and took it back to his room for the time being. That's the end of that. Yay! (laughs) Man, I'm just going through all these stories I have saved up. Sadly, we cannot get them all through tonight because I have school tomorrow and somewhere to be. No, it's almost like I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, but... I gotta go write more stories. I'm running out. I got like two more stories on there. Oh my god, bro. Again, I want to get back. So I like abandon every hobby I had because you know, depression fucks you in the ass. So, like, I don't even know what I enjoy anymore. You enjoy hearing me talk for way too long. I do. I like hearing you ramble. I learn new things. You like rambling. I just like hearing how you get excited about some things and you just know a lot about those things. I don't know why. I like learning. Sometimes. Like knowledge at me. Sometime you should have me go over, um, like, um, just how complicated, uh, you should have me go over, like, a sequence of events, because that really exacerbates why um, Black Mask lore can be really confusing. Because it's if... like, 
if Here's we did more. that, hmm? we would. If we did that, we would need to be like in a comfy area. I would need to bring snacks. You would have to also have a laptop to Google things and show me things. We'd have to have a whole ass setup. Do you yeah. realize? I'm talking about another that? episode, just like an hour long episode, okay. where it's just me going on an entire rant the entire time, just explaining, just getting confused and confusing the shit out of everyone listening without taking a single breath. That taking, I would, I would fucking die. <laughs> taking one singular like battle or event. And then being like, all right, well, here's all the lore that goes into it that potentially you would, all the lore that you would need to know to fully comprehend this one battle. It's like Star Wars. It is. It's God, like it's hard Wars. for me to, I'm having to reel myself back in and prevent myself from rambling on and on and on about it right now. Homie, so, I don't. Just to tease myself, just to tease myself before we go to bed. Take, for example, one one singular of the battles of new york because new york city has so many different battles in it if you take just one battle of new york uh let's say like fuck what's what's a decent one um probably the newest one where it's the marauders getting attacked by the chinese and then the Serbian fleet and all of them come in uh, for that, you... God, I can't even get into it, because that one is particularly bad, because it involves, like, basically all the major factions. So it's like, okay, well, here's how the Marauders get to New York. This is why they're like this. Um, Why is the Serbian fleet there? How does the Serbian fleet get to New York? You can break it down a lot, because you can go back into the roots of all of them and be like, here's geographically why they're here, but here's also politically, like, why they're interested in this conflict. One day, I want you, like, before Zane goes, I want you and Zane to sit me down, give me snacks, and explain the whole entire lore to me together. Then I want uh, a pop quiz. I could give you a pop quiz. I can't explain all the lore. What I could do is try to sit down and be like, alright, well, what's the main... We've talked about this before. The main story versus, like, you know, world-building details that you don't really need to know. Yes. Bro. You know what, because I'm feeling like a cunt and I don't want you to sleep because I hate you. Oh, um, of course, you hate me so much, that's why I'm here. I'll, I'll try to, like, very quickly break down that uh, most recent battle of, um... For anyone that doesn't New know, it's very City. quickly, is 20 minutes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I swear I'll be quick. The <laughs> newest battle of New York is the Marauders that have been in New York City for, like, almost 30 years at this point. Um in New York vibing then the Chinese decide hey we want to get our we just want to get involved in shit again so they haven't been doing the Chinese haven't been doing shit for like years since like 2030 so for the last hundred years China has just been vibing and then they decide hey I want to go fuck with people so they come into that's not the Hudson Bay they come into um the Bay of New York and they start fucking shit up um which pisses off the Marauders. And also because of some other shit that the Chinese do. It also pisses off the Serbian fleet. Which are just like some drunk Serbians with a shit ton of ships. And then because the Marauders are also friends with the United States. Like uh, the United States. 
uh, the United States gets involved, and mm-hmm. the Marauders lose um, a few special Marauders, like Morgan. So Morgan's grandma, who is this big dick badass, great grandma actually, Morgan's great grandma, who's this big dick badass, like super weapon, fucks it up, and uh, to put it simply, she gets really bad for China, and a lot of new alliances are formed, and things go very well for the U.S. You know what? Okay, so... I'm going to- I don't Mm. know how best to start this, so... JD will make me, uh... I talk a lot. JD will limit me. He will say, explain it in a sentence, or explain it in five words. I feel like I need to do that to you sometimes, too. (laughs) (laughs) Explain it in a sentence. China- (laughs) China fucks around for the first time in a hundred years and gets their shit rocked from six different directions at once. Yeah, that's. I see why he has to do that now. China, China fucks up so bad that their biggest ally, Shout their fangirl, their fangirl, Black Mask hails from China until they fangirl over China so much. And even Black Mask, like, kind of. Black Mask does fight China, although they do it, like, kind of secretively. Because they also go like, hey, China, can you not do that? You're going to get us all killed. <laughs> Iconic. Yeah. Python's a, Python yeah. actually plays a pretty big part in that. Because, again, he's a cocky bastard and he really knows his politics. So yeah. he's like, he, he should have tells the Chinese multiple times. He's like, hey, anything you do to me is going to result in all of you dying. <laughs> Iconic. Okay, okay, I'll finally, I'll finally okay. shut the fuck up. Okay, is it my turn to talk? <laughs> Let me think. Maybe. Oh my fucking god. Talk, woman. I, I don't know what to talk about. You're giving me freedom. I don't know what to do with this freedom to speak. <laughs> um... I don't know. I'm just so. Excited. So anyway, the Blue Hoods <laughs> are this militia group hailing from. <laughs> this is mine. The Blue Hoods actually have a surprisingly little. Well, the Blue Hoods, as their own faction, have very little lore. But if you dive into their background and explore like their ancestors, then they have too much lore because they come from. The Black Hat Imperial Union, which was the main faction for a long time. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of. I'm gonna cry. Uh, hello, this is uh, the Maribel show, and now we're going to talk about how Aiden needs to take a nap and just like calm the fuck down. Um, we're going to teach them how to meditate, how to chill the fuck out, and how to be cool. Being cool, we'll have to work hard on. <laughs> I think I lost him though, dead ass. Dead ass, I lost the homie. I lost the homie. Goddamn.
Bye.